Hey guys, this is the Leadership to Wealth podcast. So glad you can join us today. Our guest today is a real life ninja. He has uh, taught, he's learned and taught many martial arts. He's a specialist when it comes to survival training, uh, personal security. I mean, you know it. And now he's even gone into a scary, scary place. He's written a book and you get to check that out. He's going to talk about his book as well. But uh, guys, on our show today, we have our special guest, Alan Baker. Welcome to the Leadership to Wealth podcast. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you know, today on the show, we've got uh, Alan Baker. And uh, Alan, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Uh, so, Alan, you know, we here we are. We're we're gonna talk. And we're gonna. I don't know what areas we're gonna get into, but uh, I, I look forward to to uh, what you share with us today. But I, I, for the viewers, could you just share a little bit about? Tell us a little bit about yourself. What you do? Give us a little bit of background. Where you come from? Uh, just as we get started. Well, originally from Tennessee. Uh, moved into Georgia in mid nineties. Um, I'm mostly known as a uh, martial artist. I've been doing martial artist over or martial arts over forty years. Um, I've trained in multiple martial arts in the amount of time um, uh, actively. Uh, I haven't taken up a lot of breaks unless something forced me to. Um, but additionally, um, I've, I've, I'm a dive instructor. Uh, full cave certified. So I teach a lot of that. Uh, additionally, uh, I'm a rappel master instructor. So I travel and I teach and certify and bring people up in different levels of repelling. Uh, personal protection specialist. Uh, so I get an opportunity uh, on occasion to work with some really interesting clients on the protection side of the world. Uh, and I have a business additionally where I design, build, and operate uh, associations for high-level martial artists, which is fantastic. I get an opportunity to kind of get under the wing of those guys and uh, do what I love and, and learn more and grow more. It's, uh, so in a nutshell, that's me. <laughs> that is um, amazing. And we could go down any one of those. I hope we get to touch on, <laughs> on all of those. Um, uh, but let me start with uh, born and raised in Tennessee. Yes, sir. Um, and but then you moved to Georgia. When? How old were you before you uh, moved moved out of Tennessee? Uh, let's see. Um, you know, twenties, uh, early to mid twenties. I think. Uh, I moved okay. Um, I was. Are, are, you, are you a football fan? Oh yeah, I, I track it. Probably not as much as the martial arts world, but uh, right. I keep up with right. it. Uh, the, you know, yeah. Interesting side note. I, I really haven't owned a TV since the nineties. So if I do watch it, I go somewhere to watch it or I'm hanging out with a buddy. Uh. <laughs> okay. Well, I can't you see, you never know what's going to come out out of, out of a question. Um, <laughs> you haven't owned a TV since the nineties. Yeah. Uh, that's got to be my design. Yeah, I'm not much for sitting still. Um, you know, 30, 40 years ago, they call it ADHD. To me, it's a superpower. If it is properly yeah. focused, 
you know, and, and unmedicated. It's you, you just have to get it in the right direction. But the, the idea of sitting on a couch and watching something for an hour, there's no way I'm going to do that. So uh, <laughs> I've, I've always been, you know, one that focuses on growth. So it's like, what am I going to do with my day? What, what am I going to do with my week, my month, my year? How's it going to look? So um, I, I don't create many opportunities to sit on the couch. Actually, my couch probably doesn't get much use for mileage at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so hang on a second. You know, I, I get that. Actually, have you had the diagnosis of ADHD? Did you ever get a diagnosis for it? Yes, um, and that's actually one of the things that originally got me into martial arts is, you know, the school at that time uh, sent a note home or called mom and said, look, you need to drug this guy. We can't control him. Uh, and that's how they did it at that time. And she refused. She said, uh, you know, it's your job. Deal with it. And but as a part of her effort to help me focus uh, or maybe burn off some of the energy. She introduced me uh, to the local, one of the local martial artists in, in the town. And uh, I fell in love with it. I went in, I remember, remember to this day, uh, the guy's name is Brent Helms. He had two sons that were there and they just beat me to death. You know, back then it was a lot easier to get away with. <laughs> and I fell in love with it. And I was, uh, I've been involved with it ever since. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, back then it, it would have been almost considered necessary for, for training <laughs> to, <laughs> to do it. I mean, um, I, I remember, gosh, I remember when UFC came in and, and you got to hear about all the different gyms and the vast majority of the gyms that, that was all just part of the training was you'd go in and <laughs> guys would beat up one another and uh, you got better. Um, but, um, but so let me ask, because uh, it's interesting that you said that your your mom was like, yeah, we're not giving him any medication because one of my sons was also diagnosed with it. And we said, oh, forget that nonsense. We're not medicating him either. Um, mm -hmm. And so when you as a kid now got into it and how old were you at the time when you when you got into martial arts? Uh, Eleven, just before eleven. eleventh birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you're you're there, and uh, and you you get exposed to that, and fell in love with it. What what type of martial arts was it that you were doing? Originally, it was Ishimaru, uh, but within Ishimaru. no time, I was like begging to be enrolled in as many of the local schools as I could get my foot in. Loved it. Okay, <laughs> can, can you say what it was that you loved about it? Uh, you know, um, I was a rowdy kid and, uh, you know, you go to class and you could do things that got you in trouble outside of class. So yes. uh, that's one of the things I enjoyed. Uh, but I, I, you know, they focused heavily on discipline, focus, the ability to control yourself. And um, Coach Helms was amazing at it at that time. Um he would take you, sit you down and talk to you about it. And I was just fortunate that after I let I continue to grow with other instructors, um, I met other people who took the time to get personally involved with me and they did all the students. Um, but I was very fortunate. 
um yeah yeah, yeah. um there's you know i think there's something to be said about giving kids the opportunity to release <laughs> some of that some of the aggression some of the whatever you want to call it um you know i i've got two boys um and they'll they'll fight every so often and and i've told them i'm like you like you're allowed to if you guys want go downstairs we got mats down there i've nice. i've done some i've done some uh, bjj and so i've got mats downstairs um and uh i'm like guys just take it down there so you don't break anything you're good you know and uh wait you want us to fight absolutely you guys are kids you're you know i mean now they're teens so um you're trying to trying to get them to be a little bit more careful but we got gloves put on the gloves whatever you guys go at it easy with the headshots and uh and then come back when you're ready and it's amazing that that usually turns for them into very quickly they're now playing they're back to being kids and playing doing whatever and whatever they were upset about whatever they were picking on one another about which is more about testosterone and teenage boys but you know <laughs> they're they're they've moved on so can you say something about what you know that whole aspect of kids being able to kind of release some of that aggression in in a controlled environment uh well i mean it's uh you've seen it firsthand obviously it's very important uh, you know uh, some personalities will have more of it that they have to deal with than others and uh, you know like we get a lot of those at the academy in the kids class so you know they're expressing it in another way so they get an opportunity to come in and romper room pretty much uh you know the academy is a padded room so you can bounce <laughs> off the walls you can bounce off the instructors uh if the other kids are game uh you can bounce off of them and get an opportunity to uh, rough it up a little bit. And, yeah. you know, uh, the, the great thing about it is that will lead to opportunities uh, to learn life lessons. Things happen. But, uh, you know, a good trained instructor will recognize the moment and take the time to sit down and go, hey, you know, that's probably an outcome of what you chose to do. Maybe next time this is a better way to do it uh, and, and, and learn and grow from it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think in your experience that having that place to be able to channel that energy gave you better, a greater ability to then channel your energy outside of, outside of the, the dojo, outside of the, uh, the club? Most definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. And the interesting thing is a lot of those elements, lessons, the, the little nuggets of wisdom in most of the schools I was involved with wasn't really on the curriculum. You know, there's generally a list of things you're going to learn and that stuff isn't written on there. Um, and the way you get access to it is generally by you make a mistake. Uh, that's one thing about the martial arts floor is there's a lot of opportunities that are presented on a regular basis to learn a life lesson. And it's a great place to learn it because out in the real world, consequences can be uh, a little more, you know, devastating. 
So those moments would come up with different instructors and they would take the time. They'd take you to the side and go, hey, you know, have you ever considered this? You seem to get angry real easy and you need to get control of that. And uh, here is a way that you can gain control of that and better yourself so that it doesn't control you. For instance, now go back out and try again. So for me, that definitely related to life. Um, by a multitude. I would not be where I'm at today if it wasn't for those moments and having mentors and teachers that would pass along information like that. Yeah. Wow. Um, I don't know why I never connected the dots, but I think you just connected some dots for me. It is clearly an opportunity. It's a, it's what you said. It's an opportunity to be able to, first of all, uh, do things that you wouldn't be able to do outside of that arena. Um, have the successes and failures in a controlled environment so that, right? So that you're not dealing with it out there and where, where the likely outcomes are catastrophic for somebody. And so, um, it's just fail over and over and over and over and over again. And the most important thing is, uh, and this is a common conversation to realize that that is part of the process. You know, you're going, the journey includes failure in order yeah. to obtain great success. And there's no other way around it. And a lot of times we'll fail, fail, fail and go, and that stops us in our tracks. But it, like the kids, if they learn that early and go, well, this is just part of it. Let's do it again. Oh, it's just part of it. Let's do it again. Do it again. Do it again. All of them will make it. And when they do, they'll achieve it. What they achieve at a higher level than they expected. Uh, and that's what the time to sit down with them and go, hey, look what happened. I mean, it's really cool that you achieved this thing. But the process that you took to get there. That is the important thing. You know, you can go at school and you can use that same process. We know it's going to happen. Don't let it damper your spirit. Don't let it damper your emotions because, you know, those things are going to be involved. Don't let those things control you. You know, it's coming. And then I always tell the guys, that's the first step. But as warriors, once we realize that those things are going to come, you're going to have failure. We seek them out where the average person kind of waits on them. I'll do my best. And if it comes, I'll handle it. But I think uh, the warrior spirit is like, I know failure is coming. I'm going to go after it. I'm going to go seek it out and obtain it yeah. at a higher level and get it over with because wisdom comes from it as well. Uh, you know, the more you mess up, the more wisdom you have. You, you learn how many different ways, whatever that is. We know this doesn't work because I tried all of that. <laughs> And, you know, guys that fail and they've gone through catastrophic failure, they have wisdom. You know, they, they can speak from it and they can make decisions from it in the future. So it's another thing. Another level I like to tell the guys is uh, now that you're aware of that, cr create a life skill, uh, not only to just not be afraid of it, but go get it. Go seek it out. Go find it. And it'll help you process the journey quicker and and achieve more sooner yeah oh, 
If you're watching right now, I hope you realize how sexy that was. <laughs> he did share. Man, the the opportunity to be able to enjoy failure is so rare. Um, you, you know that you have to hear it from the Michael Jordans of the world to really even understand that it's there. But are typically one of the things. One of the issues I have with how we've set up our school systems are, are that it's not encouraged, and uh, and so you don't want to risk much. You, you you almost don't want to go out there and ask certain questions. Whereas what you're talking about is the opportunity for growth. Look for that opportunity to um, because in that mm. is is the is the lesson in that is the treasure uh if you will right i'm what what you just shared with me uh something i've some people have asked me some questions recently and i was realizing that when i look back on my life and all of the catastrophic situations <laughs> i i look at those and um i smile i smile mm. now because I realized the wisdom and the superpowers that I've gotten out of those, out of that. And um, and it literally hurts when you see people that are afraid to to go into those areas. I'm I'm sure you you must have this as an instructor, uh, you must as a teacher, you must have it come up where you have students that you're able to um direct and help them into that. And then you must have students that are kind of afraid um, to, yeah. to make mistakes. And um, what what's that like? What's that like? And can you say, can you give us anything on, on how you do that? How you would uh, coach those kind of kids in those different uh, situations? Well, it, it varies per individual. Some individuals, yeah. you know, they're going to have something in their mind. They're going to have a mind state or a vision. Uh, I don't want to look like this. And so then we're going to have a talk about what does it really mean to take someone else's opinion of what you're doing into consideration. That's not that some opinions don't matter. They do, but we get to choose those opinions. I'm not just going to take them from anybody. Like uh, if, I, if I'm on the street and I think in my mind, this guy's going to see me trip and fall. Who is that guy? And why do I care? But if it is a family member or somebody of the inner circle, somebody that's close to you, then I may, you know, listen to that opinion. But I've chosen to place that personality, that person in that position. And most of the time I chose them because they're not going to give me a hard time. <laughs> or if they do, they're going to say, hey, maybe you should think about how to deal with this. You know, um, another common one is discomfort <clears throat> okay. and, you know, uh, growth from failure involves a good dose of discomfort. And so, which is another life skill, just learning to live with discomfort. Um, you know, cause when you, I want to avoid it. And if I fail, there's going to be discomfort, you know. And so having that discussion that uh, discomfort is part of life, especially a life that is going to be designed around growth and expansion. So, um, you know, you can go home and sit on the couch and protect, be protected. <laughs> or get out there and do it. And, you know, in advance, failure's coming. It's going to involve discomfort. Um, 
but you can handle it. You know, uh, it's like on the mat, you're placed in many situations of discomfort, different levels of it. If it's too much, that's okay. You can let us know and we can back it off a little bit and let you get used to what you're used to at that time. And then a little farther along in your journey, we'll add a little more mm -hmm. and you'll see that you can handle and do more than you'll ever think you can do. I've, I've, yeah. I've, my entire career teaching, I've yet to run into one person who, you know, they, that's all I can do is this mark that did not go past that mark with consistent effort and time. Right. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> um, Absolutely. And um, oh, my goodness, there's so many different things that that you're making me realize. Uh, OK, this is going to sound funny, but you, you, <laughs> what you just what you just had me thinking about was as I've gotten older, how much I've learned to enjoy some of those failures and mm -hmm. and uh, mistakes, because now as I'm older and I don't care as much about what people think, <laughs> it's like. Oh, the, I'm going to learn something new. Okay, I messed this up. All right, so, but I'm going to learn something. What What's that lesson? And it's almost it's almost addictive. And you just reminded me that one of the uh, of a situation when I was I was doing some BJJ and um, you know where I live, we had we had one school, and uh, my coach ended up moving away. But um, I remember when I first came and we were doing some training, and this guy i don't know he's maybe about 20 and kid 20 years old and he's about a foot shorter than me and he was we're we're starting in a very basic position and he'd go go and in the amount of time that it took to say go he would have me flipped over onto my back like <laughs> i don't know what's that half a second okay okay hang on a second let's go again let's go again let's go again okay we do it again go Boom, back on my back. Mm -hmm. Boom, back. I'm like, this, this shouldn't be happening. What's going on? And, but I remember how, ex and as you're sharing, I remember how exciting that was because I was like, this doesn't make sense. I should be able to do something here. And then learning a little bit of technique mm -hmm. and the power that comes out of, okay, now I, oh, put the hand out. Okay, boom. And it stopped me from, from getting rolled over um, each right. time and it, and that gets addicting. And, and so what you're just sharing, I'm thinking, yeah, absolutely. Every kid has to love that when they go through that process, because, you know, they probably don't have some of the baggage that we, we have when we get to be adults and now we're worried about how we look and all of that kind of stuff. And um, kids probably almost have a little bit more purity at that age to be able to just enjoy it the process. Yeah. You know, they, they go to class, they have experiences and may not even realize what's happening until yeah. a year or two later. And you have that talk with them, yeah. you know, and it's like, it's like getting the coach says go and you get swept. Now you might get a little better. And next time he says, go, you don't, but your entire career, I mean, I've been doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for 27, 28 years now. I still yeah. get swept. And I still end up on the bottom <laughs> and, you know, you do the best with where you are, where you're planted. You, you, mm. you go from there. And yeah. uh, sometimes, you know, you get that 
20 year old it's got 100 pounds on you uh <laughs> no it was the other way around i had 100 pounds on him <laughs> that was the crazy thing sometimes you still, you still end up in that position you know but Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. you you <laughs> gain control of yourself breathe yeah. make adjustments and then go from there and then yeah. uh you know which is a change in mindset too um but uh you stay with it and after amount of time, you know, through wisdom, knowledge, growth, you flip that guy over and he's stuck on the bottom. He might not even know what happened and then uh, finish the role or the fight from there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of my one of my friends who's. Uh, oh, gosh, I, I think he's third degree. Three Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I, I, sorry, Roy, uh, my bad. Um, but uh, I remember um, he actually helped me with a mindset mindset shift. And uh, one of the because I realized growing up, I always had this very aggressive nature, and and so even when I started at an older age learning some jiu-jitsu, I would I was very aggressive in in what i was doing and he was like oh okay he's like you used to wrestle didn't you and uh it's like well that was my brother's wrestling dummy but anyways it was i he was like okay and he could literally tell me about my character based on what i did on the mat oh yeah and it, it was amazing i was like that that's amazing that you got all of that out of out of our time rolling on the mat but one of the things that he opened my mind to was he said rather than always going for the win you can you have the opportunity to to learn to just have fun to be to explore and um your goal doesn't have to be to win and i was like my it doesn't it's like no we're you're doing this for life you can have as much fun as you want and and just explore and learn put yourself in the worst position possible and uh and learn how to get out of it and i i was like i don't have to win oh my goodness it it i i, I know this sounds really dumb but it blew my mind because that opened up things in my life as well yeah that my goal doesn't have to be to win and uh and actually those 20 year olds uh, now when they start coming at me if my goal isn't to win um i i actually got to fight like an old man and uh stall them out stall them out until they get tired because you know young guys they just give you all of it right away and then they get tired and then you flip them in <laughs> but uh and that's coming from a guy that doesn't know much but it was amazing to me the lessons that you can learn in life and how I've changed as a man in business, even outside of, outside of the, uh, outside of the mats. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, so I, I want to, I want, man, we, we talked a lot about that, but I wanted to talk a little bit about, so you got repelling in there too. Um, that's really interesting to me because now you're talking about another, I've done some repelling and I have cried and scream, uh, screamed while uh, doing that. Some days I go out there, I've got a fear of heights. Some days I go out there and there's no problems. And other days I've been out there and I'm like, that wall looks like get glass. And, um, you know, the wind looks like it's, uh, you know, 
got knives flying through it. It, it, it. And I'm like, this is all in my brain. And it's the funniest thing to have your, uh, to have the instructor or my friend down on the bottom going, okay, I want you to do this. Or, or just, or he said, just come down. I'm like, just tell me what to do. Cause I don't know. Cause I was freaking out. And so you, everything you're sharing, uh, I'm seeing so much mindset in there. So tell me something about repelling and, and how you got into that. Uh, well, I had a, um, a, a Kung Fu instructor when I was in my teens yeah. and, uh, he owned a Kung Fu school and it was in Tennessee. Okay. Uh, it was an old warehouse. And yeah. so he would teach martial arts through the week, but over the weekends he had a expeditions company. And so he would run trips, um, scuba dive, climb, rappel, uh, mountaineering. Uh, he used to he'd teach survival. Uh, he was ex-military. So when, and he was about four hours from where I lived. So a buddy of mine would drive up during the week and we train and then he'd say, hey, guys, why don't you stay this weekend? You can help me. I've got a group of people and we're going to be doing these things. And if you don't mind, you can stay and help out. So we definitely at that age. So we ended up uh, hanging off of the side of mountains uh, underwater, getting lost in the, in the mountains of Tennessee. <laughs> uh, all kinds of experiences that I thought was normal at that time. But uh, he's the one that planted that seed. Uh, and so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I have always pursued it, uh, you know, the uh, climbing, repelling and repelling is just yeah. the avenue I pursued certification in because, right. uh, you know, the opportunity to teach and help people. And like yeah. you said, you know, uh, going over the edge, even on just like a little 50 foot repel can be a life changing experience for a lot of people. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Not to mention higher level guys that are coming out, for instance, like to do a rappel master certification, and mm. those guys will sleep for three or four days, and uh, that's a fun one. <laughs> wow, I mean, rappelling was fun. I, I, I've obviously, well, what I've done is uh, top roping, top roping, right? So, you know, and um. And it was always fun to me because I had this fear of heights. And so, man, the adrenaline rush that comes off of that. Some days you're fine. And then other days it would I would freak out and I'd literally have to say, tell me where to put my hand because my brain is working. I logically, I may know, but the fear response has taken over. And yeah. um, now it's my buddies, so they would laugh at me and we'd have a good time with it. Um, but I've never I I didn't want to not do something because I was scared, right? right? Uh, so so I I found it a real mind trip, real mind game, and really appreciated that. So that that's really interesting. But but now you've so you've taken that, and now you you also do uh, you also do survival training as well. You said right, mm -hmm. yeah, and uh, you do. Um, you said you do another type of training for personal security. Uh, yeah, or, I, or for what? What type of what type of uh, training do you do there? Personal security, uh, well, maybe uh, uh, police officers. I don't know. About fourteen years ago, I started. Uh, I designed a program for the Executive Protection Institute here in the United States. 
Okay. And that's, uh, they're the oldest bodyguard training school or protection specialist training school in the U.S. Yeah. And uh, I usually go up about every six months to teach the class, which led to many opportunities to go through the school and then start doing some of the work. Um, when, when, I, when I go into an agency, I like to take a look at their environment, learn it, and then create the program around their environment. Uh, my goal is not to just go in and teach this martial art because it's the best, because that never works. So um, once I went through the process, uh, got to know the leadership of VPI, they started giving me some opportunities um, to do the work, which is was incredible. Um, you know, you'll be on different details and have the opportunities to deal with a fan base that there's a line of them that want to put their hands on your client. And, you know, you, you, you can't knuckle up, you, but you have to handle, right. You know, that stuff doesn't work. Yeah, you yeah. go to jail. <laughs> yeah. So you, you have to negotiate a physical exchange that, uh, you know, is socially acceptable and visually appropriate. Uh, and, and both people are happy with, with the outcome. Uh, and, you know, in a, one day's work, depending on where you're doing the job, you will put your hands on thousands of people. And uh, to me, and, and that's my work, um, I, I love that. It, it's, I learned so much from that. And uh, so that's been a, a huge experience for me. I, I don't get to do it too often. I get, I'm fortunate enough that I get to pick clients. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Bobs will come up and they'll say, Hey, you free. Can you do this? And I, I don't know. But then some of them, you know, sounded really cool and turned out to be really cool, you know? So <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I won't get into the story, but I will say that um, sometimes when I watch the UFC, I do, when people are doing their walkout, I'm usually what I'm the weird guy. I'm usually watching the security. Um, and uh, it it's always interesting to me to watch what they're doing, how they're actually, what they're paying attention to for a whole host of re other reasons. Um, but uh, it, it is interesting that if you're doing it properly, you're never noticed. Right. But it the only time people ever notice you is if you're doing something wrong. That is true. <laughs> um, is, is that one of the first lessons that you have to teach uh, some of some of the uh, the trainees? Uh, you know, th there's different areas in the industry, but in yeah. almost all of them, you do not want to be intrusive on the client. Yeah, uh, there there's some uh, in the industry that are a little more recognizable in the public. They actually want you seen. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. because it's, it's a status symbol to them. Uh, it's not that common. Most of them, uh, you're out of the way, you know. So, and yeah. if you do your job well, most people don't don't even know you're there unless you yeah. need it. Right, right. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, obviously, uh, I've we, we've for those of us that are old enough, we've seen the the bodyguard. Um, back in the day, um, <laughs> and probably laughed about all of that that sort of stuff. But uh, and nowadays we've seen John Wick, and we, you know, of course we're. Uh, although I love watching him actually training. Um, we know the movie is a little bit excessive, and we know that 
that you're probably training guys and they're somewhere in between there and uh, between John Wick and uh, Kevin Costner. So, <laughs> um, so do you, is there an area that you enjoy more than others? Like, or do you like the variety of being able to do all of these different things and teach in all these different areas? Uh, I like uh, the variety. Um, I'm, I'm the type of person that likes to stay busy. So yeah, uh, yeah. like I'll, I'll have the next you, year. You, you don't have a TV, so. Uh, so I, yeah. I, I'm not here often, uh, which is home. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I like it that way. You know, I like to travel, I like yeah. to stay busy. Um, you know, I like the opportunities uh, of growth and to learn, you know. So it's like the repelling, the diving, all that stuff. Uh, for me, one of my goals is to place myself in a situation where I'm challenged in, in different areas on a regular basis. Um, so, you know, it may be on the academy floor. It may be on rope uh, in, the, in the canyon. Uh, it may be diving. You know, maybe it is a wreck penetration dive, a cave dive, and it's a challenge, you know, because those type of things sometimes depend and can get get into your head. Um, so, you know, it's just as beneficial to me as the people uh, that I train and teach. They don't see that that often, but, uh, you know, uh, it, it's a two way street. You learn from your teachers, your peers and your students, uh, and that never really ends. <clears throat> um, what is sort of the, the hardest thing that you're, you know, that you're dealing with these days, right? Like you, you were talking about, uh, you're trying to work out different things, um, and uh, and you're you're continually trying to grow. What would you say is an area of your life that you're you're wanting the most growth in and maybe it's eluding you or something like that. Oh, wow. Um, I want to make me think, uh, you know, the, I guess one of the, what I'd consider the biggest personal challenge in the last couple of years was uh, writing a book and publishing a book uh, because you know, uh, I, I could be considered a knucklehead real easy. I'm not the type of personality <laughs> That would write a book. And, uh, you know, the the pandemic, when that hit, you know, the school took a break for two or three months. And I, I took the time to go up uh, in the mountains of Virginia and just chill. You know, emails stopped, text stopped, calls stopped. And during that times when I said, you know, I'm going to do this thing that I don't think I can do. Uh, unfortunately, I had a couple of mentors that gave me some guidance and did it. Um, so for me, that was an achievement. But uh, even bigger than that is like publishing it and yeah. knowing people are going to be reading it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, so it's like, you know what, I'm going to do it. It's the same thing we talked about earlier. And it's been great. I mean, uh, I've been amazed by the amount of people that have gotten in touch with me from really different parts of the world to ask questions. And Hey, I really like that. What's the next step? Um, what do you think a person should do here? What should I do there? It's been really fantastic. And it's outside. It was way outside of what I normally do, you know, uh, punch people for a living. 
uh, <laughs> hang on ropes and, and dive and that type of thing. So this, this was a world that I'd really, I knew about, but I was never had the opportunity to be involved with or introduced to. So that was the latest challenge. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why, 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 why write a book? Well, um, you know, we spoke earlier uh, about the opportunities of instructors really on the edge of the matter in between class, sharing those little tidbits of knowledge and uh, those those little talks that make huge change. And, you know, they may have nothing to do with the curriculum or the technique you're working on or the guy that you're getting ready to spar with. Uh, they've got to do with changing, you know, on an emotional level, on a, on a mental level. Um, but it's not on the curriculum. And I learned it as I came up. And then when I got to the point where I started training people and coaching people, I passed it on. You know, I'm an avid note taker. So I've, I've literally got thousands of handwritten notes. And so I started at one point to put those lessons into a little outline because I was teaching it to different people. And they would always make the same comment. Why not? Why is it this on the curriculum? Where's this written down? Uh, if, if this is so influential, what's the next one? So uh, same comment was I would get, you should write a book on this, <laughs> make a curriculum on it. So that was what planted the seed. And uh, so when I had the opportunity to take the break, took all of those notes and uh, started putting it together. Uh, the challenge is explaining it, you know, to someone that maybe isn't in the martial arts world. Um, you know, the terminology has to be a little different and sometimes you have to go into a little more depth of the explanation, but that's what motivated, uh, putting it together. Yeah. Um, so what I, what I am really hearing is it's much more about what you get to pass on, uh, by writing that book, as opposed to, you know, even what you get from that, it would, would that be accurate? Do you feel like it's more important that you you're able to pass that on? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, uh, like I said, you know, the people close to me at the Academy, uh, I've get so much feedback, you know, mm -hmm. this motivated me to do this or to make this change. I'm trying to do this with my life. Thank you, uh, for putting that out. And then the, like, I'll, I think I got an email from a guy out of Australia this week, um, huge email. And he's going into, I uh, read the book and then made a change and then decided he's going to change all these areas. And so he, he explained it all, <laughs> but that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, uh, you know, knowing that, uh, I have an opportunity to influence and help someone make a change, uh, make uh, some sort of growth that's you know on the other side of the planet it's not just uh, at my academy on my mat that's that's right, pretty powerful right. for me um so so who's your who's the book uh what, what what's the name of the book first of all i guess we should ask that first uh the warrior's path to personal change the warrior's path, the warrior's path to personal change and and who's it really targeted to for like who who would get the most benefit out of it uh well the way it was written, anybody can, um, mm -hmm. you know, it, it is a self growth book, but it's from a warrior's perspective. 
you know, you have different uh, groups out there and they have different uh, personal development and growth uh, methodologies. And that that's my approach. That's how I grew up. So, um, you know, a lot of the principles could be applied anywhere, business, uh, everyday life. Uh, although I learned the majority of them on the mat. And, you know, so I'll introduce those different principles, uh, talk about how I got introduced to it uh, on the mat and then how I took it and maybe used it in life to, you know, go places uh, outside of the academy that I never expected to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, uh, so basically if you're, uh, if you see yourself as a warrior or, want to see yourself as a warrior um this there are life lessons that can be taken from their business lessons you know uh, all of these types of things uh from a warrior's mindset and that that about that about right that's about right <laughs> okay that's awesome um how long did it take you to write it uh the bulk of it, I got done. Probably you, you wrote all those notes over the years, right? And yeah, then, if you, you include the notes, uh, <laughs> got it down on the edge of the mat, I mean, 40 years. <laughs> Woo. Yep. I guess I just Good. put it in order and uh, put it all in one place. That took yeah. about two months. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that that's very much uh, the nature of martial arts, is it not? I mean, it, lessons built upon lessons built upon lessons and then being able to teach that out to people. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. So, all right. I, I got it. You're Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee put together. Uh, no. Add in maybe a little bit of BJ Penn or, uh, you know, um, on, on the other side. Um, and uh, uh, meanwhile, looking like George St. Pierre with hair. Um, so, uh, okay. So now, but what about, what about when you're away from that? Like um, there, there's gotta be a kryptonite to, uh, to the Superman. I mean, um, there's uh, uh like, are you you're afraid of spiders? Where, where, where do we go? Oh, wow. Um, you know, uh, the, you, you could talk about the injuries from living that type of life. <laughs> mm. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. You know, the, that that's kryptonite. Uh, you know, yeah. you, a lot of those lessons were paid for uh, in, in physical <laughs> ways. <laughs> and I'm still paying in some of those ways, too. So, um, you know, uh, I'm sure they're tons of spiders out there to be afraid of. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe they just haven't come to visit me yet. Uh, yeah. I generally, you know, it's like writing and then placing that out for me. I was like, wow, I, I don't know. You know, uh, it, even though you, you've had that life lesson a few times, that was a challenge, you know, yeah. and there's, you know, there's a certain level of uh, going into the unknown, dealing with fear uh, yeah. about you know, even even though you think you you've been alive long enough to have a methodology <laughs> to deal with that, that's not true. Yeah. You know, I stepped into another industry, and uh, there it was. Uh, so 
you know, what, that okay. So, so what would you say is your, what would you say is your greatest fear right now? Oh man, just being lazy. <laughs> you know, greatest fear, um, you know, farther along on the journey, not being able to, um, enjoy what I do, yeah. uh, move around, play, train, uh, and, and live life like you want. Uh, that is a, yeah. a, that drives me, you know, to do better, um, both in freedom, finance, family, health, you know, yeah. and, uh, do the best that you can to, you know, maintain and continue to grow and have that opportunity in the future. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can totally see. There you go, guys. That just goes to prove even even though uh, I might not be able to, uh, uh, you know, really identify with all of Alan's superpowers. Um, I can I can identify with his weakness here because <laughs> I, I think we we all to some degree, you know, the, those are legitimate concerns, right? That, hey, what if I can't do if I can't do any of these things. I have to get a real job. <laughs> oh my goodness. Did you say the J-O-B? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I work more and have worked more for myself than I ever did, but still, yeah. I don't want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, uh, I used to work. Um, I used to work with the federal government, and uh, I and I have worked in the private sector. And no, no, no. I hope I the the good Lord willing, I will never have to have a job again in my life. That that's definitely a hope with for me as well. Awesome. So uh, so so let me let me ask you this. So now um, your your life is obviously you know it you're you get to travel a lot. You get to meet a lot of interesting people. Uh, who, can you tell us perhaps who the most interesting person is that you've, you've been able to meet? Oh, well, uh, interesting people, I guess would be some of the clients on the personal protection side. Generally at in industry, we don't, we don't kiss and tail. Uh, yeah. but I guess you could say a lot of, um, recognizable movie and TV, personality um yeah, yeah some more is, there, is there anybody is there anyone that you can tell us uh, about that was interesting to meet that, that uh, uh, no, isn't a kiss and tell situation <laughs> no kiss and tell uh, oh they're all kiss and tell okay okay yeah, that, got it that, got it that's what uh, keeps you in in work is uh you know right the silent professional side of the house there right right so um, the martial arts world uh to me, uh, Guru Dan Anasano, uh, who was uh, the protege of Bruce Lee, he's his best friend. He's, uh, yeah, I consider him a legend. Uh, he's yeah. uh, one of my instructors and, you know, it's to this day still amazes me. Um, Pedro Sauer, uh, Hicks and Gracie, Eric Paulson, Francis Fong. I mean, the list could go on for a half hour. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I consider those guys very, yeah. you know, honorable to meet them and be a part of what they do and be around them. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, and I agree with you. Absolutely. I, to some degree, actually, not to some degree, <laughs> to all degrees, I, I would consider them um, more interesting than probably <laughs> all the other. <laughs> <Celebrum>, yes. <laughs> right? Like, there's, there is a world of wisdom that is learned through that type of life. And, um, uh, you know, the discipline, the, the, the freedom, the exploration, all the things that, that you would learn through that life. Um, absolutely. And the number of people that you would have had to have taught and trained to get to that level. Like, I can't even imagine how many students you've had over the years, uh, you know, of, of a 30, 40 year career in, in these, you, you've been teaching people your entire life. Yeah. Right. Um, you've you've watched kids grow up mm -hmm. uh, and have kids themselves, probably. Yeah. And they're, we have them in the school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They like come up and, you know, bring the kids in and the whole family's training. Yeah. I mean, that that's a beautiful life journey in and of itself. Uh, do, you, do you have kids of your own? No. No. Okay. Uh, so you know, I, you, I grew up teaching classes of about 20 or 30 of them four times a week. And uh, they, they were my kids. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I still hear from a lot of them today, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, well, that, that is an amazing thing um, to be able to, to be able to watch those kids grow up and then, you know, even for them to be able oh, to have absolutely. kids of their own. I mean, you, you get a perspective that cannot be gained other than through that time, being able to see them move through different phases. Mm -hmm. um, and and that, that allows you a different perspective on life, right? You don't have to be the guy that, I was talking about uh, when you compete with young guys, right? Cause young guys are all, all energy, all out, all that kind of stuff. Whereas as you get older, you learn to have a little bit of patience. And, um, and so having that perspective being able to see families grow, change, been, been through different parts. What what would you say is, you know, one of one of the greatest life lessons? Uh, maybe you even put it in the book. I, I'm not sure. But what what would you say is is uh, one of the greatest life life lessons that you've you've gotten from the mat? Oh wow, uh, that's a huge list. Um, you know. I think, like we said, learning to deal with failure, um, learning to deal with being uncomfortable, both mentally, yeah. emotionally, physically, uh, and, and, and dealing with that and turning it around. Um, I mean, I've learned uh, how to become more organized, how to set goals, uh, how to pursue goals, um, mm. you know, uh, multiple things out of yeah. this industry. Uh, so it's and, a, and do you share that in the book? Uh, you know, that's a very interesting question. Uh, we touch on several of them in the book. Uh, okay. but one of the biggest things uh, I've got lately this year was the full list. What is the full list? And that's book two, uh, which we're probably going to be dropping out uh, January maybe December, January. And uh, yeah. 
the list is called uh, the Universal Principles of Change. And that's where mm -hmm. I go through on that book to list all of them out, um, the experiences I've had with each one, and then try to give examples uh, of how to apply them uh, in life, not just as a martial artist on the mat, you know, so or examples yeah. of how I got to apply it uh, in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it, it, it's interesting. I mean, so the, our podcast, it, the podcast is the leadership to wealth podcast and which is really about leadership leads to, to wealth in the areas of family finances, fitness, you know, all, all of these things. Right. And, and I just took a moment there and I was like, wow, the, as you were sharing, I can really see how taking leadership in these different areas of your life has really given you uh, great wealth in all of these, in all of these other areas. Now, on top of that, you, um, uh, you know, you're sharing business, uh, business teachings in there as well. And, um, and definitely all the, just the life lessons of the mind, right. Uh, are they can, uh, they can get in know, the, the warriors here is, uh, you know, some basic concepts and stuff that just from this industry. Um, yeah. I had a different approach coming up in the martial arts industry than most. Um, I, you know, most it's very common open an academy and that is your sole focus. Uh, to me, that was just one revenue stream. Um, right. Yeah. And so I, I, my goal was to build um, several um, and, you know, also the ability yeah, to multiply yourself. So you're not giving yourself to just one and it's all in how you design it, you know, uh, and build the blueprint because you will get exactly what you go for. And not a lot of people believe that they're like, you know, I'll help people set a goal and they'll, well, this is my goal. And I go, can't you go a little bigger than that? I don't think I can. And then four years later, they nailed it. And they're like, man, I should have gone bigger. You know, now we got to shoot for something farther up. And I did that wow. too. I learned that through wisdom, which that means I screwed up and then learned my lesson. And then I started, you know, I, I, this is what I want. I'm going to shoot for this up here. And yeah. uh, it, it, I've been amazed. Uh, I tell people this all the time. I never thought I would achieve the things I have achieved. Because uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of times I'd set those goals and, you know, the little voice in the back of my head's like, no way. But I said, you know, I'm going to go for it. We'll see what happens. And, and you ended up arriving and successfully and then realizing even after hitting that, well, you've got a plan for more now. You know, I never even imagined that I'd, I'd be planning to go past that with a business. You know, I thought, well, it'll do this and that'll be good enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so now, now if you were look back at, uh, at that kid from Tennessee, um, what would, would, would there be any, what would you share with him? Uh, Nothing, because he wouldn't believe me. <laughs> Yeah, it wouldn't matter what I told him. He'd just be like, "Dad, who are you? Get out of here. <laughs> Why should I listen to you? <laughs> I'm you. Shut up and listen. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so if you could if you could get yourself to listen, what do you what would you share with yourself um, about that, about 
maybe even setting goals and and life what would you what would you tell them to yourself to do differently well uh don't be afraid to shoot higher um you know you would share there's multiple things you would share but uh if i had to pick a few that would be one of them um keep the thousand mile view because you know because you have a busy bee adhd personality uh, and you're a hustler you're going to have uh, the problem of getting so caught up in the little minutia that you lose the thousand mile view. So uh, right. make sure that you set aside time on a regular basis to go up and look at the total plan so that you build it appropriately. <clears throat> Cause I don't want, you know, don't build more jobs. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. want to work harder in the future. It's okay on the front end of a project to put in, you know, a hundred hours in uh, two days, <laughs> but uh, you know, you can see the point where that will slow down and you, you will start to experience freedom from the, um, right. the financial machine you've built. And if that doesn't exist, if you don't have that in your plan, then put the plan down uh, to me, yeah. uh, e even because I've had some great, opportunities and ideas that you have to have the power of no, because you look at it and you go, this is just a job I'm going to do until I'm 60. Right. Nah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and sometimes that's a tough lesson to learn, you know, and you have to have that life experience that yeah. uh, kick in the butt, which produces wisdom, which is why that young Alan probably wouldn't, you know, listen uh, I'd say, you know, when you get up from this experience and you hear my words, <laughs> uh, maybe you'll go, oh, well, maybe that guy knew what he was talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was the knucklehead, too, at that age. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm with you as well. Um, but but to take the thousand mile view. Um, absolutely. Uh yeah, there there is huge wisdom in that. Um, yeah, it's true. Actually, you know that man. That is so true. I, I was I was just trying to think. How does that how does that hit me? And I and I've realized, and what I'm realizing, and even as I'm thinking about it, is one of my strengths now. One of my superpowers now is being able to look at the entire picture and be able to move all these little pieces along yep. and not get caught up in it because you've got to go so far down the road. You can't be, you can't be looking for the result right now. Right. And so if I keep that thousand mile view, then it's okay. We can keep moving along step by step every day, a little bit, a little bit inch by inch. Right. You know, um, and uh, it's true. Uh, yeah. Schedule that time. I have to, because I'm naturally busy bee. <laughs> That's my personality. So uh, like if I plan out a year, um, at least once a quarter, I'll set a whole day aside and that, that I'll literally label it on the schedule. That's a thousand mile view that day. So nothing else is scheduled, but you look at what you've done for the last period and what you have planned for the next, what's worked, what hasn't. Sometimes you have to cut some things loose. Uh, but if you don't take the time to look, then, you know, you're dragging a lot of, you know, dead weight that's achieving nothing. 
So um, for me, you know, I, I don't have the natural ability. I have to put it on the calendar and go, okay, next Thursday, that's your day. Um, you're going to take a look at everything you're doing from a broad perspective and uh, make change. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So if I was to ask you, if I was to ask you a couple of uh, quick questions and you gave me like the, the, the quick answer, um, what do you love about martial arts? Oh, the opportunity for growth uh, and helping other people grow. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you love about um, being a, a rappelling instructor? Uh, you know, a lot of that same concept is there. But additionally, you end up in places that are incredible. Um, you know, you're looking at two to three hundred foot rappels on the side of mountains that most people don't get to hang off of. Stop about halfway down. It's it's amazing. I mean, you end up in places that a very small portion of the population get to go to. And that's pretty incredible, especially if you have a healthy appreciation for the outdoors. Uh, same thing with diving. You know, you, you get to see things. Yeah. Why, 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 why cave diving? Uh, well, the, the cave diving portion of it was because of the challenge. Um, I was very fortunate to meet uh, Scooter Sellers, who is like a grandmaster of diving. <laughs> and um, he took me down that path. And it was a challenge. Um, being put into some situations because it's not safe at all um, where, you know, you're looking and going, man, I don't know if I can turn around at this little part. I can remember times when I could feel the top of the cave on my tank and occasionally feel the ground. Um, and you're not supposed to touch anything <laughs> and thinking to myself, man, I, I could get stuck. And that to me was a, challenge of your mind, which is why I like it because, uh, you can feel, you know, anxiousness start to come up, uh, the little voice and, uh, you've got to control that, you know, and at the same time, you, you, you can't, uh, overreact and breathe more. You have to maintain a good calm state because you will affect what you have in the tank and your, yeah. your dive plan. So yeah, uh, the challenge of it is what drew me to it. <clears throat> and um, what, what is it about uh, personal security that, that has you there? Um, some of the, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I will work. Some of my most favorite events are comic cons uh, with highly recognize, recognizable personalities. And, you know, it's opportunity for fans to come and meet the client and they will stand in lines for four to five hours just to walk by, shake a hand and get a signature. And, and um, some are a little handsy, some are not, <laughs> some don't want to follow the rules, but it creates an opportunity for me to uh, put my hands on people. Like I said, you may, yeah, just walking the client to the bathroom, you may put your hand on 75 to 80 people. Right. But do it in a way that, you you know, you have to have control, but it has to be socially acceptable and, uh, you know, kind. I, but I still, I can't let you do this. Um, so 
it's such a huge opportunity to have that experience for me and what I teach, um, especially from designing that program for EPI, because, um, you know, that, that is what they have to worry about um, a lot. You can't resort to what most martial arts looks like. Just the fact that you turn your body sideways and assume the position, you're already in trouble. You know, uh, you can't do those things. So it has to uh, it has to fit the social uh, environment and the constraints of that social environment. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and if uh, someone was interested in your book, and this and you were to say, or they were to say, well, what's the what's the one thing that uh, that I I will get out of the book, or that you hope you would hope that they get out of the book? What would you say? Uh, well, hopefully uh, a, a, an introduction to self-growth and uh, methodology of personal change. Uh, like we said earlier, it, it kind of comes through my perspective uh, as I lived life. But um, those are the things that I was trying to pass along um, and, you know, sharing what motivated me, what created drive and passion for me. And, you know, hopefully it will do the same thing for some other people. Yeah. And, and if, uh, final, final question, if, um, there was something when, when your time is done and there's something that gets written, uh, to describe you, what would, what would you want that, that to say? Oh, you know, uh, maybe eight years ago, um, in an academy, in the lobby. Um, I was having a conversation with one of the moms and uh, she asked me a question very similar to something I had explained to her son and he tried to explain it to her and it was a life lesson. And she's like, where did that come from? What is that? So I said, well, this is what it is and this is how you can apply it to your life. And then after I explained it, she looked at me and said, you are an agent of change. That, so that stuck with me. And so uh, I, I guess it would, could be said that I created some positive change at some point for some people. Wow. Alan, thank you so much for, uh, for coming on the show today. Um, uh, the, uh, the name of the book again, uh, The Warrior Spirit. The Warrior's Path for Personal Change to personal change, the warrior's path to personal change. And uh, is it available uh, right now? Amazon. On Amazon. There you go. Guys, go yep. check it out on Amazon. And uh, Alan, thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing all that you shared. Um, I know there's probably, you, there's probably a thousand lessons that you could have taught on each and, and any one subject. I mean, you've, you've dedicated your life to uh to learning and teaching and uh providing wisdom to the world and uh as an agent of change uh i thank you for being on the show today i appreciate it thank you for the opportunity uh i had a blast it's awesome that's awesome all right guys that's it for leadership to wealth we'll see you again next time Take care.